0: All right. How we doing? Uh, uh, How we doing? Come on, y'all. It's the first week of our gathering for 2022. I said, how are we doing? Exchange, come on, make some noise. We're back. My man, Zach's ready to roll. Let's go. Would you help me welcome everyone that's joining us for the first time? Let's put our hands together for them. So glad you are here tonight. Yeah, my name is Mark. I get the privilege of serving as the young adult pastor here at Grace Family Church. And I'm pretty pumped about tonight. Lindsay mentioned it. We're kicking off a new series all about purpose. And I'm really excited for it. I think you came on the perfect night. But I kind of want to just preach with some, like, heart and some soul tonight. Because as I've been, like, shaping this message, I really feel like God was literally writing it all the way up until the point uh, I walked into the auditorium today. And this word purpose has been meaning something a little bit different to me over the last couple months. And maybe you joined us at one of our campuses a couple weeks ago. I had the opportunity to preach on the weekend. And uh, Michelle and I, we kind of shared some big news with our church that we're actually expecting our firstborn baby in 2022. Yeah. We're, we're pretty fired up about that. I, I think, uh, I mean, we have a picture, but it's obviously my beautiful wife. And um, so I'm gonna be a father-to-be. And when I think about that, this word purpose is just like, what does this mean for me now? You know, like, what does this mean? So as we jump in to this idea of talking about purpose, I really want to dive into the question that people have been asking for hundreds of years. What's my purpose? People have been asking this for centuries on end. Like, what is my purpose? I think about this. This is a crazy statistic. There's 23, 27,735 days on average that we'll spend here on earth. 27,735 days on average, each and every one of us will spend here on earth. And I think we ought to like zero in on how those days should be spent, right? Like we ought to have a good understanding of how we should spend each and every one of those days. So over the next few weeks, like Lindsay mentioned, we're gonna be kind of like diving into this book. It's called Purpose Driven Life. And the, the main question is, what on earth am I doing here? Like, what am I, what am I, what am I doing here on earth? What is my purpose What am I created for? What have I been created to do? And I kind of want to dive into answering some of those questions. But what I really want to do is I want you to discover not only your purpose, but I want you to discover how you can find joy in your purpose. I don't want you to just leave understanding, okay, this is my purpose. I, I want you to find some joy in understanding, okay, this is my purpose. So I highly encourage, like Lindsay mentioned, if you haven't gotten the book or the devotional, Make sure you get yourself a copy. I think it's phenomenal, and you could kind of journey alongside of us over the next couple of weeks as we go into this series. But I remember the first time I asked myself this question, what is my purpose? Some of you could probably identify with this. It was the moment when I had to walk into my guidance counselor's office when I was in college, and she was like, okay, what are you majoring in? And I'm like, good question. <laughs> what am I here for, right? So I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, Blindly, like, okay, I'm just gonna put my hand on whatever, you know, like, that's what I'm gonna study. I was thinking about it's like, what really am I here for? Like, what is my purpose? Why am I here in college? What what is it that God created me to do? Like, what am I gonna take out of this experience? I'm sure some of you could identify with that. I think some of us could probably identify with the moment, uh, especially going into the new year, where you're sitting there and you're like planning out New Year's resolutions and you're talking about different things you want to achieve in in the new year or in 2022. And you sit there and you say, what's my purpose in 2022? Like, what is it that I'm really set out to do in the new year? Maybe for you, you could identify with this. I got this uncle that every single holiday, he comes over to our house and he'll sit down with me and he'll be like, all right, Mark, let's talk. What's your 50-year plan? I'm like, oh, Unc, what are you talking about, bro? Like, like what's your plan? What's your 25-year plan? Like, what do you want to do for retirement? I'm like, bro, I'm trying to just figure out my purpose for the day like literally just found out I'm gonna be a dad and he's like, oh, what's your plans? Like, what's your purpose as a father? I'm like, I'm just trying to figure this out. Like, what is this? What is my purpose? What's my purpose? And I think as I keep mentioning that, some of you could identify with some of those things. But when you think about this idea of finding your purpose, many of us, what we do is we turn to self-help books and self-help articles to help us find our purpose. Many of us, we, we try to research it and figure it out, like, what is my purpose as a young adult in this life? Some of us, what we try and do, we, we try and turn to a mirroring our, our purpose after influencers and famous people. Or some of us will do this crazy thing where we try and find our purpose through a horoscope or something. Like, so many of us we like, will laugh about it, but the truth is we're all desperate to find our purpose. We're all desperate to find our purpose. Some of you, you've tried to put your purpose in your salary. You've tried to find uh, find satisfaction and fulfillment and purpose in your job. Some of you, you sit here and you're trying to find your purpose in your relationship. We don't know where to look to find our purpose, but I, I want to help you today understand the best place to look to find your purpose. And I believe by the end of tonight, we'll leave here better than We came. I kinda really wanna just preach this with some honesty. Is that okay? Can I just be real? Like we gonna bring in the new year tonight, so we gonna bring it in. I think some of you have maybe even been trying to find your purpose in your self-image. Like you're spending hours on hours in the gym. Some of you are like investing so much money into like cosmetics and all of this stuff. Like you're focused and you're so invested on how I look in my self-image. And when you do that, what you're doing is sidelining the one who has created you in his image. Because you're so focused on how do I find my purpose? I don't know where to find my purpose. I want to just look to all these things. But can I tell you, it will leave you empty. It will leave you empty empty. I think many of us will spend our whole life trying to wrap our purpose around this idea that I I just want to be successful. I want to be a successful person. I want to be a successful entrepreneur. I want to be a successful dad. I want to be a successful nurse. We focus on becoming successful people, but what I realize is, or what we don't realize is, when we build our purpose around becoming successful, what we're really doing, we're driving ourselves, the driving force of our lives are gonna cause us to end up on empty. Like we just wanna be successful people, but really when we're building our lives on nothing other than Jesus, what we're gonna do is find ourselves living a life on empty. So today, here's what I wanna do. I want you to know there's a a desired purpose that many of us have but a specific purpose that God has designed each and every one of us for. You see, when we allow God to give us purpose and be the driving force for our lives, I believe this. I believe it will simplify, our, simplify the way we go through life. I think it will even like reduce some stress in our life. I think it will give us a new level of understanding of all that God has in store for us. I even think for many of you today, you walked into this room feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you're just walking through a season of difficulty. I want you to know today, I want somebody to know today, that doesn't define you. That doesn't mean you're purposeless. That shouldn't lead you to a feeling of hopelessness. I want somebody to know today, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've got breath in your lungs, You've got purpose. You've got purpose, and he has purpose for you. He's got purpose for you. And in order for us to understand our purpose, we've got to look to the one who has created us. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 16. It says this, we look at this son and see God who cannot be seen. We look at the sun and see God's original purpose and everything created. I want to focus right here for everything, absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels. Everything got started in him, meaning God, and finds its purpose in him. You see, God has given you purpose. I don't care what anyone has told you. I don't care what people have said or spoken over your life. God has purposed each and every one of us who fill a chair tonight. He's purposed us. And maybe that's hard for you to believe today, but I really want you to get a hold of this because some of you, you've been told you don't have a purpose or you have this overwhelming feeling of purposeless that hovers over your life, you feel useless, and many of us have believed that lie from the enemy. But I want to let someone know today, you are not purposeless. God created you on purpose for his purposes to do great things. I think some of us maybe even walked into this room or have been going through life with this this reality that maybe your parents told you, man, you're an accident. Maybe your parents told you like you were an unplanned birth or you're an unplanned child. I want you to know you are not an accident. You are not unplanned in the eyes of God. From the foundations of the earth, he knew you, he purposed you, and he called you his own. I just kind of want to speak some truth over some people tonight because I believe going into the new year We need to be willing to say, okay I'm leaving behind the idea that the world calls purpose and I'm setting my focus on the purpose that God has given my life So I I just kind of want to preach it how I feel it tonight And I really want to go after this idea. You were born by his purpose and for his purposes I had someone once tell me this how can you ever know your purpose in life if you don't know your creator? How, how could you know your purpose in life if you don't know your creator? You see, our purpose is found in no one other than God. But one of the enemy's greatest tactics is this. It's to convince you, especially when life is moving slow, when things don't seem like it's progressing, when things don't seem like it's going your way. Maybe you're applying job after job after job and you don't get any of them. Maybe you've applied to college after college and you don't get accepted into any of them. Maybe it's after failed relationship after relationship. And what the enemy wants you to believe is that God doesn't have a plan or a purpose for your life. But you see, the truth is this. We can hold on to the promise that God has a plan and a purpose for our life despite our circumstances. Why? Because he's already done away with those things and he's already spoken new things into existence for us. We just got to hold on to the promises of God We've got to really trust in God's promises and hold on to his word because we know this He's purposed us for great things from the beginning of time You see the only way we can find our purpose So the main idea is by starting with God But what society and culture and the world all around us will tell us consider our dreams Right, like focus on getting rich, focus on your career, like invest in relationship after relationship, like enjoy the life, like get the good life, like get rich, chase this, chase that, go for all of that. And of course, that's okay to an extent. But can I tell you, if you don't focus on what matters most, you will forever live on empty. If you don't focus on the purpose that God has placed and put in your life, you will forever live empty. On empty, I hear this all the time, y'all. Pastor Mark, like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get rich, bro. I'm trying to get my money up, P. Mark. Like, P. Mark, you know about any job opportunities, Pastor Mark. You know about this. You know about this. Like, I'm trying to buy a house. I'm trying to find a wife. I'm trying to get right, Pastor Mark. But what's interesting about all of that is we have heard stories of people who have gained the world but lost their soul. And I think as Christians, like, that doesn't scare us, that we could have wealth, we could have the big house, we could have the nice car, but at the end of the day, our soul is wasting away. I think as Christians, we should be alarmed by that. You see, we can reach all of our goals. We can make six figures a year. We can have wealth. We can have a big house. We can have all of those things. But if you miss out on what God has created you to do and who God has created you to be, What gain was any of it? What gain was any of it? And you see this message in this series, it's it's ultimately intended to help you become more successful, but ultimately help you become successful at what matters most. Ultimately, to help you become successful at what matters most in this life, and that's to build your relationship with Jesus and to focus on your God-given purpose. I love what this book says. It says, we can try and find our purpose in life by one of two ways, speculation or revelation. You see, we can all speculate. We can can guess, we can theorize, we can take chances. We can do all of those different things. But the truth of it is, is when we live by the revelation, what God has revealed in his word, chances are life's gonna go much better for us. You see, that word revelation means Communicating to communicate divine truth, or in other words, something revealed by God through his word. And when we read the Bible, when we read God's word, we really get a better understanding of what our purpose is. I want to focus here, Ephesians chapter one, verse 11 through 12. It says, in Christ, we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. And in in this two verses, in these two verses, I think we get three good things that I really wanna focus on when it comes to the conversation of purpose. The first thing is this, you discover your purpose through Jesus. So simple, you discover your purpose through Jesus. If you wanna find your purpose, you discover your purpose through Jesus. I think about this. How many of you got an iPhone? Go ahead and put your iPhone up. Some of y'all like putting your Android up. Yeah, y'all lying. I'm putting you I'm sorry, Tay. I'm sorry, Tay. Uh, think, about, think about this iPhone, this, this phone, these phones that each and every one of us have. When I think about it. It was, it was created for a specific purpose, right? How many of you remember, like, maybe you did this, maybe it was just me. I don't know, my wife was like, it was totally just you. How many of you remember, like, when you used to buy skins for your phone? You're like trying, anybody, is it just me? like try and modify your phone right i try and make it look a little bit different like you try and change the color and put a nice design all that weird stuff like what are we doing all right it's gonna break anyways right so like we, we try and modify our phones and do all of these different things but what i think is also cool too when we were kids how many of you see like your phone anybody like jailbreak some of y'all are like i still do that that's lame Sorry, I just said that. Yeah, I said that. But you see, what's what's interesting is no matter what we do to our phone or these devices, it never changes its purpose. I think about this when Steve Jobs, when he created the iPhone, he didn't create it to be an iPad or an iMac. He didn't create it to be, uh, I don't know, like a clock or, or something. He created it to be a phone that we call and text people. But you see, what's interesting is about that, when you understand the purpose of something, you utilize it, right? Or you'd say you utilize your phone, right? Well, I think some of us, we know God, but we have not made a decision to be used by God. We know God, but we, we haven't been making a decision to live our life on purpose for God, for the purpose that he has put on each and every one of our lives. For far too many of us, we found ourselves, I think, kind of going through life feeling like, yo, I don't have purpose in my life. And and we've allowed that thought to kind of lead us to, to emotions that we were never created to feel. We've allowed those lies to kind of take us to dark places in our life. We've allowed that lie to take us to a place where Maybe for you, you, you start trying to find your purpose in people. So you bounce from relationship to relationship, guy after guy, girl after girl. Maybe for you, you feel like you're on Easter, you're trying to find your purpose in, in the nightlife, or you're trying to mask the hurt. So what you do is you're just going from club to club, bar to bar, place to place. Maybe for some of you, you've, you've tried to fill the void in your heart with every single drink or every single drug, or you try to mask it with relationships. So you ultimately, what you're trying to do in that moment is fill a hole that only God can fill. And what I want you to know today is the way we find our purpose is in our Creator. I'm going to keep saying that because at the most foundational level, that's the truth of it. But when we find our purpose in our Creator we should really discover how our purpose came about. And one of the truths that I love from the Bible, especially as I'm getting ready to become a dad, is that from the beginning of time, from the foundations of the earth, God put purpose on each and every one of us. God placed a purpose on each and every one of us. The Bible tells us that all throughout scripture, from the beginning of time, God created you and me with a purpose. That means before you were even in your mother's womb, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, God had a purpose for your life. He plays great purpose on your life. And this whole deal, like I said, it's, it's kind of just dealing with me differently, but just a couple of days ago, Michelle and I, we were in Dallas, Texas, and we were visiting some of our best friends. And um, these are like our lifelong best friends. We've, we've been best friends for such a long amount of time. And they're, uh, they're our age, but they have two little children, two small children. One's four and the other's two. And I remember um, when the first one was born, Michelle and I, we would hold her, And I was just kind of like immature in my thinking. Anyone ever just think like, yo, babies don't do anything? (laughs) Like they just poop and pee and they just like kind of stare at you and cry. I remember I was like so immature in my thinking. I'm just like, I don't know if I ever want kids, right? (laughs) I remember holding the second one and I'm just like, oh, he is cute. What's the point? Like this dude just doesn't really do much. Just like looking at me. But what fascinates me now is here I am four years later and I look at these little kids and I see them living out their purpose. Like the four-year-old, she'll run around the house and worship God and sing about Jesus. And she'll praise him. And I'm just sitting here like, this is fascinating. And even four years prior to that, as I'm looking at that child, not only did they have a heartbeat, they had a purpose within them. See, just like that, you and I, from the foundations of the earth, we had a purpose within us. Before we were even born, before we were in our parents' womb, we had a purpose. You see, God knew the purpose he would place on your life before the foundations of the earth. The third thing we take from that verse is this. The purpose of your life far exceeds what you can take hold of here on earth. The purpose of your life far exceeds what you can take hold of here on earth. And I know this is kind of like a big statement, it's very theological, that's what we call it, it's very deep. I kinda wanna just take a couple moments to try and unpack that statement. You see, some of us, what we've tried to do, we try to find purpose in having good grades or being studious or having a great job or having a study career or having a study relationship. We've tried to find purpose in all of those things. I think about even me, like I tried so many different ways to find my purpose, but what I learned is it was leading me to a dark place. It was leading me to a dark place. And I think sometimes when we get so vested in trying to find our purpose in every single thing other than God, we ultimately will give up on trying to find our purpose because we can't find it anywhere. It's nowhere else to be found than other, in the ha- other than the hands of our creator, who is God. You see, our purpose far exceeds anything we could ever achieve here in this life. And I love what the theologian Tom Brady would say. Tom Brady would say this. Some of you are like, he, he's a theologian? No, he's not, okay. Tom Brady once said this in 2005 in, in an interview that he had um, after he won his third Super Bowl championship. He won his third ring, he was doing an interview with, I think it was 60 Minutes, and he said, after I won that third ring, I sat there and I said to myself, there's gotta be more to life than this. There's gotta be something far greater out there for me. And Tom, if you're, if you're watching or if you ever hear this on our podcast, I want you to know that's true, (laughs) you're exactly right. You see, God God has created Tom Brady for more than winning Super Bowl championships. God's created each and every one of us in this room for more than having six-figure salaries, great jobs, finding a spouse, having children. Ultimately, God has created each and every one of us who sits in this room to take hold of heaven. You see, some of you are still sitting here and you're saying, Mark, you've been talking about purpose, but you have not been intentional in telling me what my purpose is. What's my purpose, Mark? What is my God given purpose? You see, our ultimate purpose in life is to know God, glorify God, and reflect His image. This is kind of like a theological, kind of deep message. But that's the ultimate purpose that we have in life. It's to know God, glorify God and reflect his image. And I believe it's when we understand our purpose is to live this life here on earth for Jesus so we could take hold of everything that God has for us. It's our ultimate purpose is to live this life here on earth for Jesus so we can spend the rest of our life with Jesus for eternity. It's those two truths right there. And I think so many of us, we have gotten caught up on all of the wrong things here on earth i love what ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says it says god has planted a desire within each and every one of us for heaven whether you know jesus or whether you don't he's created a desire within you for heaven and some of us what we've done we found ourselves here on earth and we're like yo like i, I really can't find my purpose i'm giving up i'm trying all these different things what is my purpose you're missing the point Because oftentimes, maybe even if you're a follower of Jesus, you won't find your purpose just plainly here on earth. Because you were created for something bigger, better, and it's called heaven. I I think about it this way too. Maybe you've literally tried everything and you're at the end of it. I I think about people who are famous, people who are celebrities, people who have great influence and great wealth and have all of these great things going for them in the eyes of the world. But why is it that we're hearing of so many people making a permanent decision to take their life? They don't understand this truth that there's something greater called heaven that God wants to extend to them. There's something greater that God wants to extend to each and every one of them. Our ultimate purpose is to live with the end in mind. And I know another part of the book would explain that each and every one of us going through earth, we need to understand we're literally just called to go through earth. We're just journeying through the 75, 76 years that each and every one of us are promised here on earth. We're just journeying through it. We're guests to this planet. Things won't make sense to us here on earth. We were created for more. Don't give up. Don't give up trust in the promises of God and I, when I think about this I think about a man that we read about in 2nd Kings and his name is King Hezekiah and in 2nd Kings chapter 18 King Hezekiah he would be known as a man who lived a successful life and a life that was lived on purpose and what's interesting about him is at the age of 25 he was installed as a king over a great nation of Judah and he fights some adversity. He has some challenge that he's going up against as he's installed at a very young age of 25 as the king of Judah. We're going to read this real quick in Second Kings chapter 18, verse 1 through 7. It says, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, began to rule over Judah in the third year of King Hosea's reign in Israel. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. Verse 4, he removed the pagan shrines, smashed the sacred pillars, and cut down the ashtray poles. He broke up the bronze serpent that Moses had made, because the people of Israel had been offering sacrifices to it. The bronze serpent was called Neheshdan. Nehish, and verse 5, it says this, Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all of the kings of Judah, either before or after this time. Verse six, he remained faithful. He remained faithful to the Lord in everything, and he carefully obeyed all the commands the Lord had given Moses. Verse seven, so the Lord was with him, and Hezekiah was successful in everything he did. You see, when I read this, small little passage of Scripture I think when it comes to this idea of purpose, there are four good questions that this passage of scripture leaves us with, looking at the life of Hezekiah. You see, Hezekiah, he lived a life of great significance. He was a man filled with purpose. And when you read this, there are four main questions that should really grab your attention when it comes to the conversation of purpose. Number one is this. Verse three says, he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. The first question is this, am I living my life to please God am I living my life to please God are the decisions you are making are the places that you are going are the people that you're surrounding yourself with are they pleasing to God you want to live your life on purpose you have to please God you got to please God I think about this if God was here in the flesh and he left this room with you today If he went home with you and walked alongside of you and you're coming and you're going, would he be pleased in every single place that you're going? When you lay your head down to sleep at night and you're watching whatever you watch, would he be pleased in what you're watching? Would he be pleased in the language you're using, the way you talk to people, talk about people? Would God be pleased? The second thing I love about this in 2 Kings chapter 18 says this in verse four, Hezekiah, he removed all of the idols that the Israelites would go and worship. Second question that we should ask ourselves, what idols or distractions do I need to eliminate from my life? If I wanna live my life on purpose, I've gotta be willing to eliminate some distractions and idols. I think some of you in the room today, you don't even realize you've made your boyfriend or your girlfriend an idol. Some of you in the room today, you don't even realize you have been chasing a six-figure salary. You've made that an idol. Some of you, have been trying to find fulfillment in all of the things that the world has to offer, and you have made it an idol. Some of you are pursuing cars or homes or influence or a specific image. You've made it an idol. But the truth is, some of us, We need to do the second part what we need to do is get rid of the distractions yes we need to rid the idols but we also need to deal with the distractions some of you you don't even realize your relationship is a distraction your relationship is a distraction your friendships the schedule that you may be having it's a distraction it's distracting you from focusing on the purpose and the plans and the things that God holds for your life. Some of us, we need to understand our jobs, they're a distraction. We're just working for a salary. We're working to get rich. It's a distraction. It's causing you to miss out on what matters most. And I believe if we wanna live a life on purpose, not only must we eliminate the distractions, we gotta get rid of some idols. And number three is this. We learned this in verse five. Hezekiah, he trusted in the Lord. See, there was some adversity that Hezekiah had to to fight against, but he always trusted in God. I think all of us, if we want to live in purpose, we've got to trust God with our lives. It's just that simple. I think even when we're in the face of adversity, do we truly trust God? When relationship after relationship fails, when each and every job opportunity falls through, when we can't find that job, when we're on the brink of flunking out of school, do we trust God? Maybe when ends aren't meeting financially, do we trust God? Hezekiah always trusted God. The last thing I love from Hezekiah chapter 2, verse 18, the Bible tells us Hezekiah, he relentlessly followed after God. I think if we wanna live a life of purpose, we ought to ask ourselves this question. Am I really following after God? Am I relentlessly following after God? And I really want to just kind of set this up here. I want to leave this here. You can't follow after God and love sin. You can't faithfully follow after God and love sin. Sin. You can't say you're following after Jesus if each and every weekend you're going club after club, bar after bar. You're waking up in the morning next to someone you don't know. I just got to be honest tonight. Is that okay? Because I believe some of us, we've been saying, God, I need help. Help me find my purpose. But the truth is, you're only crying out to him on a Sunday night or a Sunday morning after the last day, that Saturday night. You were turning up in the club getting loose. I think some of us really need to check our reality because we've been sleeping around with that boy or that girl that we're not married to or binded to. And we think it's perfectly okay. I want to help you understand this is not a message of condemnation. But if you want to find your purpose from God, you must love God and hate sin. You must love God and hate sin. See, what's that thing that tonight you're saying, I, I need to give up, I, I, need to, I need to let go of this distraction, I need to get rid of this idol, I need to refocus and follow after God. And Like I said, this isn't a message of condemnation. I'm not saying in order for you to find your purpose, you have to be perfect. But what I am saying, in order for you to find your purpose, you need to get rid of each and everything that's stopping you from relentlessly following after the one who is perfect. You gotta get rid of it. So I want everyone to stand to their feet right now. And I know maybe you're in the room today and you're you're hearing a message on purpose and kind of saying, "I, I wish this was a little more encouraging. I wish this was a little more enlightening for my soul. But I want you to know this is good news for all of us who sit in the room today. Because God doesn't pursue the perfect, he pursues the imperfect. God isn't a God of perfection, he is a God of progress. He's after people who are after progression, not perfection. And I love this song that we sang, it said, his word is spoken, his word is spoken over us. You see, some of us, we just need that reminder. You feel like you're on E, but what you need to do is refocus yourself and understand that God says you are full of purpose. It is spoken, that's the promise of God. He's spoken it over you time and time again. You see, it's in his word he says you're chosen. It's in his word he says you are his masterpiece. It's in his word he says you are sealed with purpose. It's in his word he calls you his own. It's in his word he calls you his son or his daughter. It's in his word he calls you his own. So because of that, I think that we ought to worship him. We ought to praise him with the free spirit. We ought to understand I have all that I need when I look to my savior. I've got all I need. Purpose is not predicated on anything you could do. Your purpose is found in the blood of Jesus. Your purpose is found in the finished work of the cross. So we're gonna sing this song, It Is So, and I believe this is a perfect opportunity for you to kind of remind yourself, maybe your parents did tell you you you're in accident. Maybe your parents did tell you you aren't planned. This is the moment for you to remind yourself the promise of God says otherwise. You are planned by God. You are loved by God. And he calls you his own. So all across the room, let's stand. Let's sing this song. Let's believe it with all of our heart. His word is spoken and his promise remains true. So let's stand and let's sing this together.